<laughs> Welcome to Literary Italy. I am your co-host, Anne, and with me is my co-host, Jim. <laughs> Second banana, Jim here. <laughs> Who just arrived uh, from Italy. Um, I think your plane touched down about four hours ago. Yes. So we... <laughs> He's he's fresh off the plane, although boy, I don't think anyone is ever fresh when they get off the plane. Boy, are my arms tired. So, <laughs> um, welcome to Literary Italy. Um, we're glad that you're here. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at mail at literaryitaly.com. You can find us at literaryitaly.com on the that internet on facebook at literary italy instagram literary italy podcast and um twitter at literary italy yes (laughs) did i get everything right got everything right um straight a's yeah and if you like us please consider leaving a review on what however you listen to podcasts and um it just makes it easy easier for other people to find us and if you like us tell a friend and uh the more the merrier if this is the first time that you're joining us i think this is episode 27 Mm. ish um you can go back and perhaps listen to some of our earlier episodes we have been kind of doing a literary tour throughout italy Um, we talk about books and we talk about places and today actually we're going to be talking about jim's trip to to Italy over the last two weeks. As we mentioned in the last podcast, um, Jim went to Italy to take a two-week sabbatical, and he walked about 200 miles? Yeah, about 200. That's about, about 200 right. miles on the Via Francigena, which is a um, it's a pilgrimage walk that actually begins in Canterbury, England, and finishes in Rome. If you want to find out more about the Via Francigena, we talked about it in the last episode, and also... Oh, several episodes ago before that, um, when we talked about it, um, my walk on the Via Francigena a year and a half ago. So today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. We are going to do Let's Interview a Person. Nice. <laughs> and nice. this person so, is so Jim. So Let's Interview a, a Person is something that <laughs> Anne's sister did with a cassette, like a Craig cassette recorder. Somewhere in the 1970s or or early 80s, probably 1970s. 70s. She was way ahead of her time. She was six years old. No, she was probably about 10. She was probably about 10, but she really was way ahead. I mean, oh, yeah. essentially, it was, she, it she was, was like a, a, podcast, a podcast, and we would yeah. just go around the house and interview people. Let's interview a person. <laughs> so um, I have questions for Jim, and I'm going to do my best to let him answer them. <laughs> Although I will probably have... Um, Maybe some comments and some follow up questions. All right, so are you ready? I, I, I like uh, troubling questions. I, oh, raises, I, I got troubles. And and raises troubling questions. I got troubles. You you watch out. I'm going to go Barbara Walters on your butt. Okay. Um. So let's start off. You Please. walked. I did almost 200 miles. Yes. And uh, my first question for, for you is: Did you ever get lost? <laughs> did I ever get lost? <laughs> I, I never got seriously lost, but I feel like that's um, it's so easy to cheat these days. So one of the things I did was I made sure that I um, I got a new phone 
so I knew that the battery was not going to run down. I paid for the extra data plan, so I had LTE most of the places I was at. And if I was ever in a spot where I didn't, usually you could walk. Italy is fairly well blanketed with um, with internet data at this point, so that's not really that much of a problem. There are tons of apps. Between the app that I had and Google Maps, so and there's an app that shows you the trail relative to where you are. That's actually a really good um, app. The Via uh, Francigena app. The Via so if you want, you can app. find it. Um, yeah. And the, and the, and the, the, the guidebook. So between those and the fact that there are people that you can ask. There usually. are people in Italy. Yeah. There are. Well, well, the thing is, uh, there are other pilgrims that you can, you know, it, it's funny um, you say that, but a lot of places you'll be, there aren't that many people, you know. Yes, you can ask people in Rome. But one of the, well, so, so and did I, did I get lost? The funny thing was, I got lost in the places where you would not think you would get lost, which was strange. I, I tended not to get lost walking on deserted stretches. I tended to get lost because I took a wrong turn in a street in a town. Yeah. Um, and that that's not really – and that's the kind of place where you can go, hey, do you know where the Via Francigena? And after a while, I just started asking people. And nine times out of ten when I – it was the basically, yes, you're walking toward the the, the place, but – um, sometimes in town, they're, they're just not as well marked. Whereas I found walking along the path between towns, um, there were decision points, you know, and as, as long as you were paying attention at the decision points, frequently you just, you just kept going along the path and yet it would be weird because you'd be like, I haven't really seen a marker for maybe a half an hour, but there, you, there was no marker because there wasn't a need for a marker. There was, there was really no other place to right. go. Right. And I think maybe it's also the distractions in a city in in the sense that that's not the only mm. sign up there. Yeah, there are right? tons of so signs. there's can... signs all over the place. You know, go here to the drugstore. Go here if you want to go to Montefiascone. Go here. Right. Here's the cemetery. Here's this. Here's right. that. Yeah. So if you're in the middle of a field... And sometimes <laughs> those things those things are mentioned, for example, in, in the tour guide, but you're like, I, I know that was mentioned. Is that actually on the path or is it just while you're here in town walk two blocks off you know so there were those questions but yeah i did i, I never got seriously lost but i got you know I, I think the whole the whole walk is a bit of getting lost which yeah. is really the nice thing about it all right good answer um <laughs> a, a survey says all right you mentioned um well actually hey here i have a question that i didn't even write down what just sort of facts how much did you, because this is a question any, I think a lot of people would want to know. How much did you walk every day? Could you give a range? Yeah, I'd say my shortest day was probably about 12. And my longest was in the 20s. I don't know exactly um, how, um, probably low 20s. My average, uh, well, here's here's the thing. Um, my average actual total walking the total walk that I would do in a day was probably longer than that. Even on like a 12 day, I probably walked 15. Cause at the end of the day, if you, if you do have a short day, you're going to tend to, you'll get to the town early and you're going to walk around the town a lot. And that might be two or three miles, just kind of taking in the sights. Um, so what I averaged was about 18. Uh -huh. um, Interesting. That's almost exactly what I average was yeah. 18. But but a lot of that, I mean, not a lot, but you know, a couple. Of, it was probably the average of the actual via was probably more like sixteen. Like I probably averaged two miles a day, just puttering around wherever I, I landed. And your shortest day was because uh, your pants were falling down. 
Yes. That was <laughs> no, that was not my shortest day, actually. My, my pants were the shortest that day. But um, um, no, the shortest day was, uh, let me see, it was on the way to Vetralla from Viterbo. Just oh, because, yeah, that is short. Yeah, it was just, and I, I probably should have just kept going. It was, you know, a lot. at some point you do, uh, I, I tended to... The, the pilgrims I met tended to be a lot more organized than I was. So they'd be like, yeah, I'm staying here. I, I, I planned this last night. I waited till the last minute. I planned this last night. And I'd be like, I waited till literally the last <laughs> minute because I called someone at five o'clock. I'm saying, sleeping <laughs> on a park bench tonight, <laughs> which happens. Sure. You know, I, I think that raises a really good point, which is that each person has to walk their own Camino, their own their own walk, and so for some people have the entire thing plotted out in advance, and yep. they're much more comfortable knowing, hey, in five ni- nights we're going to be sleeping there. They mm-hmm. have something they they got on Booking dot com or whatever. And I think that also works really well. Obviously, if you're traveling in a, in a larger group, if you're going with sure. three or four pilgrims, right. you kind of want to do that. Yes, yeah, so yeah. or a couple where you're looking for a room, you know, rather than than a hostel or something yep. like that, and um. Something, um, what's interesting is that you and I did not stay in any of the same places, right? Uh, I don't believe so. Right. We're going to have to go over the list, but I, I don't think so, which is interesting. We're not going to go over the list here. No, not okay. not on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think that's, it's a different way of doing it. Uh, another difference, uh, you know, Jim was walking in October. I walked in May. Mm. Um, Jim found that several of the pilgrim, the more common pilgrim accommodations were closed. Yeah, so a lot of the accommodations were closed at the beginning of October or open at the very latest until November. Like October 15, I thought, is a pretty October 15, October 1st, November 1st are kind of the the dates that I was seeing. Also, during COVID, um, what's what's been happening in Italy a lot is that, um, well, first, there's been a a big... uh, I don't want to say lockdown, but there's been a there's been a lot of closures recently, which is a bit weird because their numbers aren't. It's 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 a it's a it's a cause of some it's a it's a cause of some controversy. Yeah, their their numbers are lower and their vaccination rates are higher than both the United States and the United Kingdom at this point. So I think a lot of this was set in motion early. Regardless, one of the things that's uh, that's a result of this is that um a lot of the group lodging so that's hostels monasteries convents things like that are forced to keep um to go alternate beds so that really cuts down about half the capacity so a lot of the hostels i checked at just would say yeah we have we have nothing we ordinarily we'd have 10 10 slots but we really only had five and those five are filled yeah, very different when I was walking and we we were in bunks and one night I even slept with a French woman. Uh, which can you say the same? <laughs> no. I slept with a Danish woman. <laughs> a Danish. <laughs> we're we're not even going to go there. Anyway, All right, um, I have so many questions for you. We we only answered one. Oh, okay. I thought that was a second question. It was, but I just made that one up. So oh, okay. I have ones that I've already written down. Let's okay. interview a person. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Among the meals that you had while you were in Italy, you can only have one of these meals, but it's going to be for the rest of your life. Which one is it? 
You see, now that I would have to, you know, that's uh, that's like uh, um, choosing your favorite child. No, I would say that 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 question is like um, ordering Peking duck at a Chinese restaurant, in that it, it probably should be ordered. It should be prepared probably half a day in advance, so I could think of, think of that one. Oh, um, all right. Well, do you want to no, think about I, it? And I'll get to the next question. No, I'll tell you a little bit. I'll tell. I'll I'll, I'll talk. I'll, I'll I'll walk through it and think about it. Um, and one of the things you. Uh, put me on to was uh, the wine in uh, the re- uh, the area of uh, Montalcino, um, and not the Brunello, but there's most of the towns there are in a consortium. So um, I stayed, now I'm trying to remember, um, Re- uh, Re- I can't remember the name of the, the town. Ponte Rigo. No, no, Ponte Rigo. Um, oh, Buon Convento, no, Ponte. No, you didn't stay there. It's one of the towns you did not stay in. Ponte d'Arbia. It's before you get to San Quirico. Um, Galina. No, it's not. It's not. Galina is after San Quirico. Ponte Rigo. No, it's no, not Ponte Rigo. No, you keep. You're, you're going to keep. Ponte doing, uh, Ponte you, d'Arbia. No, it's not. Ponte d'Arbia is the previous stop. It's um, it's uh, Torre Nieri. Oh, you stayed overnight in Torre Nieri. I stayed overnight in right. Torre Nieri. Did you see the little statue with the feet? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like that. So the um. And there, I just ate in an uh, in Osteria, where the, uh, the it seemed the guy was a little bit brusque at first, and he was like, "Did you have, do you have your do you have your green pass? Do you have this?" You know, and I kind of pulled out my um, uh, card from the CDC saying I'd been vaccinated, and that uh, that was a little tricky in some places because some places, some establishments take that green we're taking the green pass very literally, and the green pass is typically a digital green pass that is good throughout the EU, but the United States isn't really participating in that. And I sort of like, well, I've got this card from the CDC. I'm like, GDG? What's GDG? <laughs> yeah. um, um, so uh, there the wine, and the thing is the, the wine is fantastic. It's like drinking milk. Um, it's very <laughs> – no, it has that sort of – Right, unlike it's, the Brunello, which is – I mean, it's, Brunello is an amazing wine, but it's, it's grippy. Right. This, it grabs you, whereas it's smooth drinking wine. Yeah, like and that, I mean – um, I like milk. But I would probably, um, you know, and the thing is that there's a like recency bias here because your 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 favorite meal is almost always your last meal. But then my, my last night in Italy, in Rome, I uh, went to, I'll, I'll say the name of the establishment. Um, I went to a, a place called um, da, da Vito e Dina, um, Osteria. Which I'm assuming is husband and wife. I assume so. I didn't, and the, um, I you know asked if there was a, a table for one, and v, v, the guy, the owner, I later found it was the owner, was sitting at it, and there were like grease stains all over the table. He's like, "Yeah, right here. You can sit right here," <laughs> and he's like changing the the, the tablecloth out from under me. He just ate. Yeah, he had probably just eaten there, yeah. and. Uh, and I forget what he just he he sat down at the table next to me and just started chatting me up, and then he's like, "Yeah, you want a coffee too, right?" So he, he comped me a coffee and uh, and uh, and a mar. He goes, "You want an amaro or a limoncello?" I was like, "I think it's, it feels more like a, an amaro kind of night." And he was telling me about how he had been to, um, how he had been to. Uh, the United States recently, how he'd been to to New Jersey, didn't know where. He showed me a photo, and I saw it was like Parsippany um, Fire Department. His his cousin was a was a volunteer fireman, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I was like Parsippany. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it was, and it, and, uh, and the meal was actually really good. Just a lot of uh, traditional Roman stuff like um, uh, carciofi, other Judea. Um, which are really fantastic. Deep fried artichokes. Yeah. So good. And uh, yeah, and I had uh, saltimbocca, just a lot of really traditional Roman stuff. And, and also carbonara, you got. And uh, car- that was the only, the, yeah, I, um, yeah. Uh, so it was really good. And, and I was expecting the really great wines in Tuscany, but at this time around, I had a really good, pleasant time with the Italian, with the Italian whites, the Lazio whites. They yeah. weren't, and they weren't all frescati. There are, there are a bunch of whites that you don't see here that you yeah, see there. Don't. Yes. That they're, they're not yeah. widely imported and they're, they're, they're quite pleasant. They're quite good. Yeah. And, and a, a little, a little more full-bodied yeah. than the frescati. And I think again, like, I, I think we may have talked about this in, in traveling, um, your best bet is almost always to get the local wine because it, yeah. it goes so well. You know, if you're on the coast, it's almost always a, a light, um, a white that goes well with seafood. It, it just happens. I mean, the in in Tuscany, you have more um, meats and bean dishes and a little bit heavier things, and the red wine goes great. Yeah. No, I, towards the end, I, I was having a lot of seafood, uh, like sea bass, and yeah, sure, because you went by the lake too, yeah. Lake uh, Bolsena. Yeah, but I don't know that they fish that. I'm I'm not sure that they do. There there might be a reason, you know, um, because the the sea bass is not from the lake. The yeah, sea sure. Bass is. But I ate these little fish. Oh, okay. Um, so you mentioned and this is interesting because you mentioned sitting at a table on your own, and I'm curious your experience versus how I felt um, eating out, dining out alone. Hmm. If you felt a little funny, or you know, some people don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, table for one. Right, right. That's a little difficult. I, actually, the the funniest thing was I um I think my biggest moment of loneliness was entering Rome. Um, it wasn't when I was walking in the in the quieter towns because the quieter towns are quieter. And interestingly, it's easier to greet somebody. So there was a lot of buongiorno and salve okay, yeah. to everybody, whether they were some were pilgrims, but some. And I think that. Th- those small towns, when they see traffic, a greater percentage of it actually is pilgrims. Um, so there's kind of a smile, whereas, you know, it, it's like walking into New York. Um, <laughs> they, don't, they don't care that you they just... Do, they do, you... <laughs> but, 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 but it's, it's a thick network and you're yeah. outside that thick network. And know? there's also like, you, I, I think you, you made a good point about being in New York. It's sort of like being on the subway in New York and you don't make eye contact. Yep. I, I think that they may be thinking about you and what you're doing there. And if something happens that it opens up that. Well, that's what, what happened with Vito, right? So Vito right. kind of <laughs> says. Um, right. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah. yeah. All New, right. New Jersey. So um, traveling solo, do you recommend do I recommend <laughs> traveling solo? I think it's always good to to do it once. I think um, twice I, is perversion. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marquis de Sade. Uh, no, um, I don't think that was Marquis de Sade. Um, <laughs> he didn't travel solo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would not do it. I would not like to do it my next time. I won't say I won't do it again, but I, I think it's nice to mix it up. There's there's definitely a, a benefit to doing it. I did 
I'm not a big social networking person, but I kind of forced myself. So um, you may, uh, people listening to this podcast may have seen, or if you look now, you may see a tr- my trail in Facebook or um, uh, IG, it, Instagram. Yeah. Um, so I forced myself in a weird way that kind of pulls you out of it because you're you're at least speaking into the air. Hi, everybody. Like I'm much right. the way I am now, but but it's a different. It's a it's a different um, experience. Um, would I advise it? Um, I would I would actually I would not advise doing the Via Francigena if you don't speak any Italian. I wouldn't advise doing it alone in, in Italy. In Italy, well, the Via Francigena. Yeah, I, if I wouldn't, I um, and I'm basing this on people that I, I walked with. So I um, I mentioned there was a, a woman from Denmark. There were a couple of people from um, from the Netherlands, uh, from Sweden. Um, who did not speak any Italian. And I noticed that the ones who seemed to be getting on better were going in pairs at, at the very least. Um, whereas I know that the, the woman from Denmark for, felt for, like I, I walked into the room and she said, Oh my God, thank God someone speaks English. Um, so, and that was a bit, now granted that was a particularly difficult because she, we, we were in a, a convent and none of the nuns spoke like a word of English. So it was, you know, they got through by gesturing wildly and the Danish one was just sort of like, I guess this is where I'm staying. I'm not quite sure what you were pointing to the door. That that's how I get in and get out. Um, so I, I I would recommend I would recommend doing it um, if you if you don't I mean I, and, and if you if you don't speak any Italian I would recommend doing it in a group of at least two. Well, don't you think you could learn a couple of um, phrases? I think you could. One could, but one doesn't always. Okay. All right, so that's a good. A good I, I would do, I, I would do more than just like a phrase or two. Like I, yeah. it should be more than bonjour. Yeah, because I, I think you're right that if you really want to connect with people, um, it's not it's not the Camino. You can walk the Camino. From what I've heard, and a lot of the people who I walked with had walked the Camino. Um, you can walk the Camino de Santiago without speaking any Spanish. Um, because you're never going to be alone, and yeah, because there the, are like two hundred fifty thousand people walking the Camino. Right. You, you'll every be year. in a you'll be in a group of, ten, of like ten or twelve or fifteen that you'll see frequently, and the common the common language between you is going to be English. All right, okay. This is probably um, a little obvious, but things and something that you brought and you wish you hadn't, or or something that you brought and you really didn't need. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of things. Um, I, I brought a bunch of dumb stuff. Um, I did oh, weights. <laughs> a bag of flour. <laughs> no, no the, not that dumb. No, the, um, <laughs> there. So there were a couple of. So I'll tell you what. I, I brought the bag for my poles, but. The, along with it for my walking poles. I'm glad I brought the walking poles, but the bag had things like, oh, and it's also got the attachment that has the For things, walking in snow. Walking in snow, <laughs> and I didn't take them out, right? And what it would it also come with the 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 um the walking poles was a fanny bag, and the fanny bag would have come in handy only because and here's oh, here's something. The fanny bag would be fine. The fanny pack would be fine. Except it's not really what I want because I don't want another belt. So here's what I want. So on my backpack, the, it had 
pockets on along the side, but the, they, it tends to be more out to the side and it's hard to reach. Yes. So what I really want... Yes. What if, I, if what Osprey I, what, is listening... Uh, Osprey, I, if you're listening... They put, need no, to be no, give more it, accessible. No, here, here's, no, no, no. But the problem is you can't have them on the belt because the way the belt adjusts and slides, True. you wouldn't know where it is. Right. So what I want is are just a couple of bags that you can attach to any belt. So it's okay. not a belted bag. It's something that attaches to a belt. All right. Because the problem, the problem, yeah, the problem that I had was that I, I would continually have stuff in my pockets. But the pockets would be under the belt, so I'd always be trying to reach under the the belt that is holding the backpack on. There's a there's a belt that goes around your waist with most backpacks to kind of keep it nice and. And tight. that's not the belt that broke when your pants fell down. No, those were that was the belt <laughs> in my pants. But there's a but there's a strap that that grows that gr- goes across your waist, and that w- and my uh, jacket pocket was under that. So I could never quite get to it. So I was kind of like zipping in, kind of like sliding it up or sliding it down so I could get to the pocket. Very, so. I'm sure you were very smooth and they thought, S- right. Well, it's not about smooth. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I just can't get to my camera and you know, I'm stopping yeah. for a yeah. couple of minutes trying to reach my camera. That's all stuff like all that. All right. So something that you did not bring and that you wish you had. Uh... I don't know that there's anything, you know, I, there was stuff that I bought that I wound up not. So I really lucked out. I literally did not need rain gear at all. Um, and I panicked because I kept, I know, (laughs) and, and got soaked when she went in May. Um, October tends to be a little drier, I think. Um, uh, but I panicked and I, I, when I was in Viterbo, I stopped at a decathlon, which is a great store. And got a, a poncho that was, uh, then I carried around with me because uh, every day, the, the joke that I made was like, it's always going to rain like two hours from now, but it's never raining now. Like I would look at the forecast, you know, now we all have the forecast on our phones and it will say, oh, at 10 o'clock, it's going to rain. And be like at eight o'clock, it says raining at 10. And then at, it doesn't rain at 10 and it's, it's 12 o'clock so telling you it might rain around two o'clock. Um, so, and of course that's like first world problem because... <sighs> Having to carry around a poncho is a lot better than not having a poncho and getting soaked. Um, but anything that I wish I had brought, um, I don't think so. Oh, you know, you know what I would, I actually would recommend just as a, as a, as a way of keeping, cause I don't think it's the weight is significant. I would say, um, since, since we do so much digitally to bring a, the extra bat- battery pack, mm. I think it's worthwhile just so you don't have to worry it's about it. Pound. Uh, I, you know, that is actually the wrong answer. The correct answer. <laughs> the Stop correct, it. The correct you're, answer you're, you're is interviewing, me. You're interviewing a the, person. The correct answer is me. You did not bring me and you wish you had. Of course, uh, what we're okay. going to do next All time. Right. We'll go I'm going to walk the waves. We'll <laughs> we'll, walk. Oh, so that was another question. Would you do another walk like this? Would you, And if you did, would it be longer or shorter? Would you want to ah. do something that would be... I would want to do something longer. I just don't know when you get the time. So if, if you know, you, you walk as, as time and, and circumstance allow. So I would want to do a longer walk, but I could easily, I know a lot of the people that I walked with had broken it up. So this was, they, they were finishing their walk, but they had done everything. You know, I, I don't know if I, I at this point, um, it was not kind of high season for the walk. Um, so I don't know anyone who actually walked all, I'm trying to think if anyone walked from Canterbury, but I, I saw a lot of people walking from, um, from Switzerland, from, right. uh, St. Bernard Pass. Right. 
I don't think I met a single person that had was walking the entire thing from Canterbury. Or or had even done the Canterbury, no. like in different... No, I met a couple of people from France who had yep. just come over, you know, went through Switzerland and... Uh-huh. Because they were they lived in France and they were right. coming, right. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I would do I would do a long one if uh, as a cir- circumstance allowed. All right, um, but I don't think it's cheating to do smaller ones. I think that's great. In your opinion, how much training should someone do for a walk like the Via Francigena? Mm. And, and perhaps better question is what kind of training? Yeah. How how should you prepare? So I think being familiar with your as familiar as you can be with your gear is important. So I, um, physically, it's it's hard to say because some people are are so I I run every day. So be, having the the stamina and endurance wasn't that big a deal for me. Um, on the other hand, um, for some people that 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 might be something you need to do. So if you're, I would say if you're not running most days you probably or doing something like that you probably want to get in a couple of you know several long walks longish mm-hmm. walks and i would think on the order of 5 stretching it toward 10 you know i think if you can walk 7 miles you, you you're probably yeah good if you but you're going to be just understand you're going to be doing that a lot but I, I think the the big part is if you can do a lot of cardio do a lot of cardio try to get as many hills in as possible i um were so, you sore the first couple of days? Not really. No. Oh, I was. <laughs> it's because, well, maybe you weren't using the poles as much. See, oh, the, the poles. The, the poles. <laughs> I was using the poles the first couple of days. Okay. No, I, I was. I, I, I never really felt sore. I think I mean, the, that's... What, what, what I always find is my feet, things hurt when I stop, but that's yeah. uh, that's every day, like when I run. So when frequently when I run, I'll stop and then I have to do some work. And I'll be sitting at a desk or something for about 15 minutes. And when I get up from the desk, I'm sort of like, oh my gosh, that really hurts Yeah, now. yeah. But it doesn't hurt after, like after, when I stop the, the, the you know, so long as I keep moving, I'm fine. Um, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really have any issue with like plantar fasciitis. I had blisters, you know, that's not a big deal. Um, anyway, we can talk about blisters if you can ask me blister questions. I, I have no blister oh, questions. Oh, so, so then um, get compied. I hardly recommend. I, I used a um, Band-Aid brand uh, blister Band-Aid. I brought them with me, and I never got a blister. But well, I also wear Compete is the international brand. Both the the Danish woman and at the Italian pharmacy, they had Compete, I, I think which are these too, little gel ones. Right. The the Band-Aid brand is like that too. But I wear toe socks, which are those funny looking socks that look like gloves, and I wear um, trail runners made by Altra, which are Kind of like clown shoes, they have a big wide toe box because mm. your feet swell about half a size when you're walking. I 15. believe that. Yeah, the weird thing for me was I, I had pain um, at the beginning of the day at um, the back of my heel on one foot as it's my tendonitis. Feet. No, but it, it went away. Yeah, it didn't. It went away. That's it was baritoneitis. It, it actually. I, I kept thinking I would put my, it was right as I put my shoes on. I, the shoes would hurt. You should have hit it with a book. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the shoe, my, uh, at, at the, it would hurt. I'd feel like, oh, that's, I'm going to develop. And I never had a blister or anything there. And it would go away within like 10 minutes of walking in them. I think it was just my, you as you were saying, my feet um, expanding a little bit after a couple of days yeah. of walking. And the, the shoes are being, 
you know, the shoes, but the shoes were never that tight. It was always, Good. yeah. And you, you wore trail. I, I think we should I mention that. You wore trail runners. runners. Are you happy with that? Or do you wish that you had had more uh, substantial no, hiking boots? I, I knew um, one of the um, hiker um, walkers I went with, I just, she switched from, from, yeah. Uh, hiking boots to trail runners. I, I think she. I think people. Some people may have had hiking boots. I think the tricky thing if you're doing a longer one is the hiking boots might come in handy in Switzerland when you're going over the Alps. Yeah. yeah. All right. Another question. It's the zombie apocalypse. Wh- I knock you down. <laughs> no, wait. No. And you can stay in one town, and one town you're going to be safe. Which town? Along the Via Francesca. Why the zombie? What, is, what does this have to do with zombies? Because the zombies can't get in. I know exactly which town I'd be in. Oh, so I is, am I looking for the one that's fortified? Yeah, but this is a question for you. This is like a veiled question that you want to answer. <laughs> I mean. Where where would you stay? No, but you can't. If you stay in that town, you're safe. Oh, okay. If so, you leave that town, you so get, become a zombie. It's really just what town, if I have to be quarantined? Right. Do I want to? Um, uh, Bolsena. Oh, that's not bad. Ah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. I like that. Well, what's yours? Uh, it was going to be Monterigioni, which you did not do because it's a tiny little I did walled. do Monterigioni. I was there. What do you mean? No, I you didn't. weren't. You what? started in Siena. Oh, uh, no. There are so many Monte. Monte. Monte Hall. I don't know where. Monte no, I was thinking of Monte Fiascone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking of Monte Fiascone. But you didn't. I did you didn't walk through. Oh, yeah, you did walk I through Monte Fiscone. Yes. All right. So um, here's a question. And I was thinking about when you walk a long distance and you kind of get into that Zen, almost this meditative state. I don't. I get fiercely angry and competitive. All right. So <laughs> I find myself in violent rage. I'm going to ask you a personal question. Please. Did you ever find yourself crying or laughing out loud spontaneously? Oh, yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. But but that's that happens when I run too. It's I, I term it my inappropriate emotional response. That's all that's, right. Yeah. That's it happens to you all the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um It's kind of like it's kind of like the movie Metropolitan where he's he says he starts weeping as he's reading Babar. He says, <laughs> I I've forgotten how beautiful it was. <laughs> um since this is literary Italy. Please. Um, I will ask a few literary questions. But there you go. Were there any? Um, for, well, first of all, did you listen to any audiobooks or podcasts, or did you read any ebooks once you got to uh, the places that you were going to? No, me neither. No, the only the <laughs> only thing that well, I do I listen to the Bible in a Year podcast, and I actually didn't. I stopped. I have to pick it up again because I, I won't hit the Bible in a year. If I it'll be that. a year and a half. It'll be well. It'll be all <laughs> in like a week because I haven't I listened. A to Bible last in a year and a week. It just doesn't sound as good, does uh, it? But I did, uh, I did occasionally listen to um, news in slow Italian to help uh, me with my Italian. Do you think your Italian my, improved? My Italian did get a little bit better. Yes, it did. Um, were there any particular books that this walk made? Like, for instance, what we've been talking about uh, in this Literary Italy podcast. Any books mm. that kind of came to mind? Because we, we did talk about Moravia when we talked about Rome. Perhaps we may have um, also mentioned Elsa Morante. We obviously we we did a podcast. We did one episode on Dante Boccaccio, um, and you're going through like Boccaccio country. I was here. about to say I did think I did think about Boccaccio at the, the Machiavelli. Uh, I thought about Boccaccio mostly just because of the the the, wine. the 
for, no, the first thing that I uh, encountered really were those kind of big open Tuscan spaces um, where you're kind of doing a, a lot of hill work. Um, and uh, wooded, but not, I, I feel like the woods tended to come a, a little bit later. It tended to be a little bit woodier. In Lazio. Yeah. And getting and, closer to Rome. Yeah. yeah. And whereas it was a lot more of those um, rolling hills punctuated by woods and uh, small wooded areas. Um, and I, I kind of feel like, oh, this would be a good place to get it. Maybe that's, maybe one of those towns would be a good place to get it. Uh, to uh, Get a villa? No, be a, a, your zombie. I don't know. You got me thinking about zombies now. <laughs> never get me thinking about zombies. Zombies kind of gross zombies. me out. They gross me out. Yeah, they're no good. Um. All right, don't, so here's another Don't your daughter question. marry one. No, or your son. Or your son. Uh, here's the um. Here's the question. What was the most amazing thing about the Via Francigena? <laughs> oh no! Wait, I I read my my question wrong. <laughs> what was the most annoying thing? <laughs> what was the most annoying thing? The most that? annoying thing about oh, being, the, the, being on the Via Francigena. The lack of the lack of uh, uh, dryers. Close dryers. <laughs> and I was going to say about being in Italy, but that's probably about the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's funny because it, you, you go as an American, you go, is it just me? But when you're, you're kind of traveling with the people from Sweden and Denmark and they're like, wait, where do I have to do with my clothes? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you get into a habit when you're walking and you do this walk 15, 20 miles or whatever. And the first thing you do when you get to the place where you're staying is you wash your, you take a shower and wash your underwear and your socks and maybe your shirt for that. that and hopefully night. your underwear, your shirt and socks are all made of synthetic. So they, yeah. They, so they dry quickly. And yeah, they wick. I discovered that. Yep. Um, but that's the thing is that if you have a damp, or rainy day, they probably or if you got won't. there. Yeah, if it's a damp or, or rainy you day, and you, got, you got there at seven o'clock, and you're like, okay, I washed it. Now it's done at eight, and I'm going to try to leave at eight tomorrow. I got about twelve hours of drying in, I know. and I, I, it's not going to go out on a clothesline outside at eight o'clock because it's it's going to stay damp. It's got to stay in your apartment. Um, yeah. All right, another question. Um, so, Jim, you took these two weeks as a. This is your sabbatical from work. For having worked um, at your your company for five years, and do you wish you had just gone to the Caribbean for two weeks and lay on the beach like a bloated whale carcass? <laughs> that's what I wrote. No, <laughs> but I'm glad that that's what you wrote. I, you wouldn't. That's what I wrote. <laughs> you didn't. You, at any point, you weren't walking and thinking. Wow, why didn't I just go to... No, you know, I probably would have if it had been colder. Um, since the weather was really nice, I was warm. I, I think one of the nice things about walking in October is that I never got terrible. I actually did get a bit sweaty primarily because I, I, was, pre I was overly prepped for rain. Yeah. Um, and I, I went, once, once I actually put aside just this uh, windbreaker that I had... Um, for the most part, it was fine. And I would think, oh, well, I'm, I keep getting cold. And I realized, well, I'm getting cold because I'm sweating so much that now I'm getting cold. Whereas yeah. if I if I were actually in a, a just a, um athletic T-shirt or an athletic long shirt um, and nothing above it, I wouldn't be cold because I wouldn't have sweat that much to begin with. Um, so no, I never, I, I did think, I do think, oh, well, in, in January, it'll be nice to be in the Caribbean. I, I, I think about that more in the, in the winter months, in the autumn. That's not where my mind's at. 
So you, you don't feel like you would do anything differently? I would go with you. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I, I think uh, the kids, I, I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of the kids might do it. Um, I walked with uh, a father and son from the Netherlands, and I thought that was really nice. Uh, and um, it's funny because it, I bumped into them as I was um, early in Lazio. And then I'm, I'm walking down the street, and it's really weird because, as I, as I said, London and London, Rome can be like London or New York in that it can, it can be a lonely place. But it's funny to be walking the, like really the outskirts of Rome and have just hear someone from a bicycle go, hey, Jim. And it was this guy, um, Constantine, uh, and his son, Peter, had rented bikes. And, and you don't think that's, me. there's any... Anything sort of like, like if you were reading this in a book and you said, oh, Jim, he's on his pilgrimage walk to Rome and he meets these guys named Constantine and Peter, you wouldn't say, oh, that's a little heavy handed. No, because for me, the the resonance was that my father's name was Constantine. That's what I said. It was kind of interesting. Constantino. Constantino was my father's name. Um, We don't know what your father's name really was. Um, (laughs) Arthur. We really don't know. So, um, so that was another question. Where to next? Uh, to bed. I'm really tired. Um, <laughs> I'll figure it out later. There, there's, there's tons of places okay. to go. We, I mean, All we'd right. like to go. I'd love to go south. We've talked. We've talked about places. I don't think any of the things have changed. I've actually thought a lot more about traveling in the United States. Uh, one place that I've been dying to see is the Grand Canyon. So, so. But what I was talking about, about these small towns, is this is why a walk like this, you know, this or the Camino de Santiago, or one of the many different paths around Europe, it works so much better in Europe because so much, you know, that whole area was developed before the advent of Mm -hmm. cars. And although that's true for the United States, many of the urban centers are after the, the you know mm-hmm. the car so mm-hmm. it would be very different i i it's something since i was a kid i've wanted to walk across the united states mm. but i know that i would have to be prepared to t- to tent it right and probably have some sort of a it's backup more, it's like, more extremes here so the yeah. I, I think the thing we've talked about as a as a as a kind of a uh, a comparison point would be um walking the appalachian trail but walking the appalachian trail is really hiking i mean it's really camping yeah, you're and, in shelters. I, I was right. actually going to say the there's this uh, East Coast Greenway Trail, right? Which is a um, that what they've done is they've cobbled together a series of parks and trails, and primarily for cyclists, but not only. I mean, the 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 goal is also to have pedestrians be able to do it. So it would be for someone like me who doesn't necessarily want to be sleeping in a lean-to or have to carry bear spray. Um, or deal with yeah. rattlesnakes on the trail. But, but I, guess, I guess just what I was driving at was just that the um, that that is that you, America kind of naturally tends to go more toward either being you know, we have great undeveloped uh, pieces of land. You know, we, a huge national park service. The, the federal right. lands are, are an enormous part. Once you go out west. Um, and you don't really have that. You don't have that kind of huge expanse in a place like Italy. Right. You go there from, are large parks, but there would be... You don't have anything like, like Yellowstone. The so, no. Right. Nothing like that. And if you were going through someplace like the Abruzzo, there are fair, fairly well-developed shelters that include and, um, 
you know, a bar, <laughs> you know, a, like a place where but, you can eat. And, but but and that's get a one cot. of the things I'd like. Like, so when you ask that, I, I, and this isn't about camping or walking. I, I have never seen the Grand Canyon. I really would like to see something like that because it's just the immensity of something. Well, like you're that. not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little dark. All right, three words uh, to wait, describe. Wait, wait. wait. No, never mind. You have three words to describe your walk. <laughs> You could say like blue, kitchen, car. Um, three words. Um, <laughs> you could say amazing. Well, you you're giving me the words now. <laughs> what, what, what what? I I I've said so many words. I I really can't sum it up in three. I wish I could give that to you, but I can't. Um, no, it was it was a it was a beautiful experience. I uh, I would definitely do it again. And would you recommend it to to someone who wants to do something, maybe perhaps has been to Italy before, yes, but would I like mean, to I see was... it in a different way? Yes. Objection. Leading the witness. <laughs> all right. I think you've answered Sister. all my questions. <laughs> Actually, I think you have. Um, yes, I, I was going to, my last question was where to next and can I come? Uh, no, you cannot. <laughs> I was, I was going to let you come up until now, but now I'm just a little bit perturbed and a little bit, um, 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 I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. I'm really tired and you're, you're um, um, objection. Uh, overruled. Objection. Overruled. Badgering the witness. <laughs> Did you see any badgers? Oh, we didn't talk about animals. You saw deer, right? <laughs> I did see a couple of deer. I saw cows. I saw sheep. I saw dogs. I oh, saw yeah. cats. Watch out for those dogs. I saw cats. You saw um, wild boar footprints. And poop. And But you did not actually see the wild boar no. themselves. Good. <laughs> I, um, and, uh, you really Oh, no, I did, see, I did see wild boar. Sorry. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, I did. Um, but it, it was weird. It was, <laughs> it was a weird wild boar. Maybe Those are the wild, worst kind. Maybe it was it was a big pig, but it looked like a wild boar. Where was this? This was. It was sitting Lazio. on a bench. <laughs> no, no, it was it was it was you know in a, in a, a farm, but uh, there was it, it was like in a, a pen. It was in a pen. Yeah, yeah, it probably was a, a farm. Um, a, a boar, a boar. Ra- yeah. raised for yeah for slaughter. Slaughter. Yeah, it wasn't until later on that I realized that those footprints I was seeing were wild boar. And they're actually, I know people worry about them. They're, for the most part, you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Um, the only thing is if you try to mess with a wild boar's um, little boar babies. Boar babies. Borbies, I think they're called. I believe that's correct. <laughs> I'm so glad that you had a wonderful trip. I'm glad to. I enjoyed following your trip. Thank and, you. And um, I enjoyed asking you questions. Let's interview a person. <laughs> And next week we're going to get to a book. Do you, do you have a suggestion, or do, do you, let's save it? Don't tell me. I do uh, actually, because next week is Halloween, and I do. Um, it's a spooky story. Okay, we're going to read a spooky story. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. I think that's okay, good. Okay. Yeah, and it's right. a short one. All right, all I right. Think so let's wrap this baby up because I am beat. I mean, you're, you're killing me here. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> so I think we're going to um, take Jim out for burgers or right. actually probably oh. order in. By the way, that uh, I do I do want to say that the one difference being in um, the city for an extended period of time, 
And one thing I've noticed is the growth of both burger places and sushi places. Very big in Rome. Lots yeah. of burger places. And, and microbrews. Uh, and beer has, beer has, has gotten back. really... Yeah. Um, yeah. It kind of started, I feel like, in Sicily, but this attention to... To really good beer, because yeah. I have to be honest. I mean, it used to be that you would get Peroni. a pizza and you would get a beer, and it was oh, the beer's mm. okay. Yeah, it's a pizza. But um, yeah. but the but now there's really an attention, and also the that that and burgers it, are are not just a piece of meat, right? And, and 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 the beer is really is really the preferred drink with your with your slice of pizza. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why? Why you got wine with your pizza? And that's they fine. Them. No, no. It's, oh, you can't do that. I'm just saying that's what you see. People. Did you get how many pizzas? Did I, you get? I don't drink that much beer. How no, many, how many pizzas? Um, so it's a thin line between focaccia and and pizza, particularly in Rome. Um, it's pizza Italia. Yeah, but pizza Italia. That's what I'm saying. Is it's not to my mind. That's not really pizza. Um, I got one. I think I, I think I only got. Maybe one or two days worth of pizza. I, I'll, I'll, and I will tell you that I think the, the I hands down the, the the pizza in Napoli is much better. Oh sure, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, but it was good. It was yep. good. It's all just right. different. It's like it's it's more like focaccia. The, all the pizza Italian. All right, have all right. a wonderful week, everyone. We're so glad that you were able to join us, and we're so glad that Jim is back safe and sound. Alla prossima. <laughs> okay, have a great week.